2: No, that's a ter- yeah. terrible news. I don't know
3: what happened there, but yeah, I do. I have to. I was just telling Stu, I, I got to go home by uh, uh, five seconds from now, actually. Oh, no. yeah, so, really? Yeah. Why really, you At One start? after the hour and uh, 28 seconds. Cause so, you,
1: okay, well, I'll nah, see you. There it is. All right. All right. There it is. <laughs> Why did you so, show up though, cause we could have set up with Jeffy over here.
3: Well, I I didn't want to shortchange you. You know, I wanted to be there for you as long as I could and and now I have been.
1: So oh, but we'll see you later. Can't you finish the break? <laughs> that, no, I really can't. I told you I gotta be out.
3: <laughs> Why did you <laughs> say oh, that? I thought
0: he'd never leave.
1: <laughs> yeah, well Hank, there you go. Triple eight seven twenty seven back is the is the phone number. This is a weird show. This is this is odd. And uh from to move from odd to odd. We go from Pat Gray's sudden departure to Dennis Rodman in North Korea. Pretty much the only thing that would be more strange than what you've just seen. Here is (laughs) Dennis Rodman uh, with his North Korea nonsense.
2: Dennis, why are you going to Pyongyang this time? Well, are you here just as a private citizen? Have you spoken to President Trump at all? Well, I'm pretty sure he's pretty much... uh,
0: Happy at the fact that I'm over here, okay, trying to uh, accomplish something that uh, that we, ber- we both need. And what are you trying to accomplish die, die trying to or just to open the door? open the door, that's it. And my purpose to go over there and try to. Well, you can open so you a door in the United States, game. Korea, so that's the main thing. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, hope, I hope
3: that open the door is I opened a bunch of doors today, right here. right? Here. I didn't have to go to North Korea to do it. That's amazing. Yeah. I, by the way, I forgot to tell you, I can come back. At two minutes after the hour. Oh, good. And 52 ah, you seconds. I really should have just yeah. <laughs> led with it.
1: I, I don't. <laughs> That's it. So you're right. It's a weird it. show. It was a weird moment. Um, it's a weird so show. Many great things about that video <laughs> that you just saw. Number mm-hmm. one, as Jeffy pointed out, I believe, uh, on the radio program today, uh, Potcoin, his shirt, which apparently is a, uh, a digital oh way to pay for pot, like Bitcoin, but for yeah. pot. Uh, so that's his uh, sponsor. I've been pot looking coin. for a
3: digital way to pay for pot. You, you have, we've had many conversations. And about hashish, fine grain hashish. Uh, hashish. Is there fine grain hashish? there like hash coin?
1: I don't know. Uh, I, I guess Jeffy. so.
3: There is now. Either that was a, a yes or that was a, a drop of retsen. I'm not sure which. But one
1: of the two. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, number two. <laughs> I, love <laughs> I love the fact Retson. that. <laughs>
3: do you remember that? I don't even think they do that commercially. Uh, uh, with good. a little with drop a of retsen. Drop a a of retsen. Uh
1: huh. Now with retsen. Ding! Now with okay. Retson. It, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, that is so number one. Number two, I love the fact that it's the Guardian from, uh, seemingly from, great, you know, the Great Britain Guardian, UK Guardian, mm-hmm. that is giving you this video, and they feel the need to translate Dennis Rodman into English. <laughs> 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 he seems to be speaking English. Yeah. Uh, but they put the words and pretty clearly as well. And third, and we have to watch it again for this. Was Jeffy operating the camera? Because all you hear is heavy breathing as this guy's walking. And it, it's apparently a huge task for whoever is moving this camera to walk and follow Dennis Robin. Listen to this one more time.
2: Dennis, why are you going to Pyongyang this time?
1: Well, are you here just as a
2: private citizen? Are you to President Trump at all?
1: I'm pretty
0: sure he's pretty much... Up happy that the fact that I'm over here, okay. trying to uh, accomplish something that, uh, that we, very, we, we both need. It's <laughs> 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 open the door. pretty fast, though. <laughs> the door, that's it.
3: The guy I'm needs an app jeez. You.
0: See if I can keep bringing sports to not Korea. So oh, that's amazing. That's the main thing, so. Yeah, I, hope, I hope that opens the door for us. That is
3: a weird, yeah, yeah. <gasps> <laughs> Other people watch the
1: show only to hear Jeffy breathe as he types. It's um, that's that's really the only reason some people tune in. Um, it's only when you, if you notice, because you know, because we have these little uh, lapel mics and they kind of sit right here, um, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, so Jeffy when he's talking like this, you don't hear the breathing, but when he goes down to type. <laughs> like, as if like a lung is dying with each breath. Well, Mm -hmm. clearly the lungs are dying. There's no question about that. A lot Mm -hmm. of smoke in there. A lot of smoke over Uh, a long period of time from various different uh, subjects.
3: Um, Is is Rodman, this is a sort of a uh, slightly off topic uh, Mm -hmm. about the issue at hand with him in North Korea, but is he a Trump fan? I think so. Um, He kind of alludes to being, right? It's something we both want. I, I mean... I um, said like a supporter statement.
1: March 2013, uh, Fox uh, Trump was on Fox and Friends. Now, of course, you can't take any statement that Trump made in 2013 and apply it to anything. Obviously, we've learned that lesson throughout mm. the election. But many, maybe Dennis is a lot better than what we have. Trump told Fox and Friends, "Dennis is not a stupid guy. He's a smart. He's smart in many ways. He's very streetwise. He was on Celebrity Apprentice too. So oh, a lot okay. of those guys that yeah, were they on must Celebrity be Friends. I mean, all yeah. the way to Piers Morgan." I know it, it Pierce, becomes, is a defender. that blows me away. The only guy who that seems is to,
3: mind-boggling. The <laughs>
1: only guy who seems to have his like head on his shoulders about Donald Trump after being on Celebrity Apprentice is Pendulette. Yeah. Penn yeah. is not affected by it at all. And Everybody else. He's not I mean, a fan, right? No, he's and not. And amazingly, uh, Donald is not a fan of him. No, of course not. And that's, uh, of course, the uh, the universal principle of this It's president. because
3: one of those guys is butt stupid and the other is probably <laughs> a genius.
1: Really. <laughs> 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 Penn is... Uh, is there... Which oh, is wait. Donald you, Trump? Uh, are you assuming I was speaking of... I mean, that's so. I haven't think about that. We have a magician, <laughs> yes. and the president of the United States, yes. and it's unquestionable who is it's who's the smarter. magician who's the genius.
3: <laughs> and the other is a total buffoon. If he, if he fires Robert Mueller uh, at this juncture, that, there will be a firestorm that I don't think he'll be able to contain. I don't, I, 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 mean, don't I don't think, think he will, he'll though, be able like to Congress contain. Congress saying, don't. You know they'll reappoint him right away, so don't waste our don't time. Don't waste our time. Yeah. And well, it was a
1: Democrat who said that, too, so... So, um, who knows? But, I mean, they, they said that they believe uh, perhaps half of the DOJ would resign if he did that. Wow. Um,
3: now, look, it is would one be thing- such
1: a stupid... And supposedly, yeah, according can't. to all the stories I'm reading...
3: He's been asking everybody, and they're strongly considering it. I think he really wants to. And usually if he wants to, he does.
1: Yeah. Well, a lot of times what happens, um, for example, Ainsley, uh, who is my daughter and is four years old, Mm -hmm. will say, uh, Mommy, can I have a snack? Mm -hmm. And Mommy will say no. And then she will. Our next sentence will be, "Daddy, can I have a snack?" When I'm standing right next to mommy. Mm-hmm. Um, now we are usually in unison, and the answer is going to stay the same between us. But. She's poking around looking for someone to, to say, say yes, yes to the snack. Right. And that is what Trump does. Yeah. He pokes around and looks for... He talks, to, he talks to everyone in his administration and looks for someone to back the thing that he wants. Then he goes to his outside sources. You know, uh-huh. Chris Ruddy was the one that mm-hmm. this all kind of started with. And he asks them and he talks to them about it. And he goes down that line. And eventually he finds somebody who thinks it's a good idea and then he does it. I mean, it does seem like he's done that several times with during the campaign it does. and afterwards. And
3: can you imagine anybody anywhere near him, or not near him, saying anything but, that is political suicide, man. Yeah. Mr. President, that's political suicide. Uh, you, you can't do it. Just don't, don't even think,
1: consider it. I don't think they would say to him like that, um, however. I, but you have to, don't you? Do, uh, you got to say, Mr. President, that would, I mean, there would be a firestorm we can't contain. Yeah, and I think. Do and, you want that? And to be fair to Trump, um, at least all reporting, is that he did this process with Comey. And he had supporters within the administration, big supporters in the administration, who said, you know what, this is a good move. They've got the hashtag fire Comey. The Democrats will actually like it. You can get rid of this jerk. And oh, this they is should good have known idea.
3: that was going to be the case. As soon they, it,
1: I think they should have, too, but I can understand the logic as right. to the other I, side of that. I can,
3: too, but it shows how not savvy they are. It shows how
1: uh, naive they are. Yeah, you know, it's, it's weird. Because I think you could make a rational argument. Think about that. Put yourself before this happened. They are in the middle of a campaign to get this guy fired. Mm-hmm. They are telling him outwardly yeah, true. fire him. And you might say, well, we want him fired too. Why don't we just fire Give him what they want on this. It'll look like we're giving something to the left. It'll be gr- this great thing. We'll, pir- we'll hire somebody else in. I can understand how they came to the conclusion. However, I know my, my initial reaction when I heard it was, holy crap, he just fired him?
3: That was mine, I mean, too.
1: I, it, it hit me immediately as this is going to be a disaster. Yeah. Um, so, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I can understand. Of course, I'm also not a Democrat. I wasn't saying hashtag fire Comey. So, uh, you, know, but, you know, I think they may have underestimated the power of Democrats to flip on a dime, which they shouldn't because they have the same lot, many power. of them are Democrats, and, the, and mm. the Trump certainly has flipped on a dime a million times. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, they didn't even attempt to address the thing they were saying 12 hours beforehand. I mean, Democrats legitimately were like, fire him, fire him, fire him. How could you fire him? I mean, and so I can understand how they got locked into that and thought, wow, yep. this is going to be
0: a good move for us. I mean, we saw that with the, uh, what's-his-face video, the show, the the the, 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 the even, night show with the uh
2: it's a great
0: sentence. It's a TV night. A night. A I can't remember name. Um, we Yes, we saw that with Colbert. Saw. That was the original
3: one that G-T-V. night. Saw. Yes. Saw the. We. <laughs> this is a totally fair the... one. The. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Number one, your point is very valid. I couldn't... What was uh, the point? No, oh, I look, forget Colbert. Now. Colbert did this. Remember, he fooled the he audience had, like, an inverted sentence there, <laughs> yeah. and I didn't know what the hell you're talking about. The thing you have to think about <laughs> Jeffy's... Occasionally, Jeffy's sentence structure is, like, if you picture a sentence written as it should normally go, right? Uh, and then picture the ball. You know, the ball that bounces yeah, around? Man, it doesn't bounce that way. It, it just sort of like he turns it on at any given point. Yeah. So it could be halfway through the sentence. He right, just starts right, saying right, it there. Right. And then the ball might bounce backward. <laughs> then it hits the front part of the sentence. And then it goes to the end. There's a little bit of that with Jeffy occasionally. But I, I do remember your point because that, that video. That was the night. The audience was full. Right. They were thinking, oh, there's a great thing. Yay. And then he's like, oh, there's a no, lot of Trump no, no. Here. Oh, yeah. Boo. I mean, I can understand Something how they is. got locked into that. But I'm surprised they didn't see it coming, honestly. And and I will say,
3: the vitriol uh, regarding Trump from the Democrats, from the left, is is so outrageous. It's so uh, incongruent. It's the you know what is the word they always use. Um, no, no. When Israel it strikes is really? back against the Palestinians, we can never remember. Never remember it. Uh, uh, it's uh, this is like when a Is yeah. it proportional? Yeah,
1: exactly. It's such yeah. a disproportional response to <laughs> everything he does. I know, and it gives them no credibility. Yeah, because honestly, I mean, look, yeah. you know, you watch the show, you know we're that not we're not fans, huge fans of Trump. But Good gosh! Jeez, if you would just pick and choose a little yeah. and say, you know what, maybe yeah. this one isn't so catastrophic, it, doesn't matter it would be what, helpful.
3: What he says. It, it could be yeah. something they totally want. Like, you know what, I've decided uh, Obamacare is, is great, we're going to increase it.
1: They would come unglued over they would that. Be like, you know what they would say? How can you say that? There's only mm-hmm. one provider in all these counties. <laughs> yes. The costs are going up 25% yes, a year. What are you talking about? This guy wants this piece of crap, this ACA thing. I don't even know where it came from. They would It would change at a heartbeat if he praised Just it. Just as an experiment, I'd like to see it. That would be fun. Wouldn't it be interesting? It would be fun. I mean, this is the point. The, the Republican plan is absolutely Obamacare-like. It is absolutely 100% to the left of what we had before Obamacare. So it is in between Mm -hmm. the 2008 reality and Obamacare. So it is a move to the left from the last time there was a Republican president. They Mm -hmm. have moved dramatically to the left of where they were in 2008. And yet that is catastrophe to the media.
3: And you know what else is another good indication of that? Uh, The homosexuals and their parades and their resist march against him. They hate this guy with uh, a white-hot passion, and he is their biggest supporter to ever be elected to the presidency. Going into the presidency, no one has ever been as pro-gay marriage, pro-gay lifestyle, pro-whatever as he is, including Democrats. Mm -hmm. Uh, Donald Trump is by far... Uh, the most gay friendly president ever elected.
1: Uh, and they hate him. And they hate him. I, I mean, don't uh, understand it. Again, if now obviously people are uh, not just necessarily one issue voters, um, but it would be you get so much more credibility if you were at a gray, a mm. uh, gay pride parade and said, Look, he's actually been okay on these issues. However, here's where I have major problems with them. They don't do that. They don't do that. For example... Completely look, look, irrational. Use us as an example for a second. How many times have I said, hey, Trump has actually been pretty good on the EPA. His yeah, EPA stuff has been pretty mm-hmm. good and satisfying to conservatives. He was good, obviously, with the Supreme Court. That's an easy one. And you know I mean? getting us out of the Paris Accord. Yeah, yeah. The Paris, Speaking get, of Paris, the environment. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that stuff has been very solid <clears throat> from a conservative perspective from Donald Trump. I think it's been his most consistently... Um, correct conservative response since he's been president. Um, that's pretty good. Uh, that's a lot to say. Now, here's where I have problems with him, a trillion-dollar infrastructure plan. Now, you could say, well, uh, you're, you know, I guess they look at it as, well, you're helping him by saying that he's not the devil on gay, on gay rights issues to us. I guess, but I mean, to me... I would much, I would, I would listen to you more, you know, give you Mm. an example of this. We've talked about this with, with PETA, this, you know, the animal rights organization. It's not one that any of us agree with. I mean, I'm a vegetarian and they go way too far for me. However, when they come out and criticize Al Gore, they garner a level of credibility with not just us and their, but also they, they show that they care about the issue more than they care about these personalities. The ACLU is the exact opposite. They will do, I mean, and they've had some examples of this. Uh, where they've done they've been credible on both sides i think but largely speaking they will go and they will absolutely side with the far left on every single issue mm-hmm. and and you're just sitting here you roll your eyes you, you don't even hear them anymore you know i don't want to be that person and it seems like so many in the media will either look for a way to never disagree with them by fancy wording and avoiding issues or they will just agree with him all the time and find ways to justify the agreement. Um, I think I'd much rather hear someone, I mean, you know, I hear this, Jonah Goldberg is like this. I, I was reading something from him this week where he was talking about double standards. And, you know, do, you can say, well, what about, uh, what about Obama? What about Bush? What about, uh, you know, Clinton? You can go back through history. And you can use the what about argument, what aboutism as he calls it. You can use that argument to point out a double standard. The trick is holding on to your standards. Mm -hmm. And that is what it seems like a a lot of America, particularly on the right, but always on the left. Like the new thing to me is on the right, but it's always been, I've always noticed it on the left. They just, there's no need to hold on to that, your own standard anymore. There's no, there's no, who cares if there's double standards if you have double standards? There's no point, there's no virtue in pointing out someone else also does what you're doing. (laughs) <laughs> and like, so what? Mm. I, hey, they fail morally like me. Okay, well, that's great. That doesn't make your point any better than theirs. If you hold on to your moral principles, if you hold on to your values, then you have a point with the double standard. But you, you don't get to say, well, like this is. Glenn brought up a good example of this uh, today with the media. If you're going to say, Oh, the media, they're absolutely nuts. They're believing all this James Comey stuff. By the way, this Loretta Lynch thing is a huge story. (laughs) Well, Yes, it is a huge story. And they're doing that. And they are. The right is doing that now. The left is doing it with other issues the same way. They are saying the Loretta Lynch thing, that's nothing. That's not a bombshell. It's the same thing. They crit- are is. criticizing Trump for. And the thing is, we have it's
3: so flabbergasting to us. Yes, yeah, I know. <sighs> because we only discovered in the last year that that's the case on the right. Yeah. I, I had never, I, I would have never it. believed nope. that, that the right was like this. And wow, they are just as bad as the left on hypocrisy. And the only
1: people we ever seem to uh, uncover who actually desire in any way. The, uh, the consistent principled viewpoint, whether we get it right or wrong, we're at least trying to do it, are the people in this audience. I mean, constantly mm. we find that from the people in this audience. We find you on Twitter. We find you in the audience. We find you on the phones. We find you in email. We find all those things. But outside of that, I man, it feels, it feels at times as if we're alone in desiring it. I know we don't accomplish it all the time. We try to accomplish it all the time. But just the, uh, the thirst for someone being consistent, is gone. It's, a, it's like people don't even desire it as a thing anymore. That yeah, is amazing. I, I had is. no idea that that was the reality of this country. And it, it, without, with the exception of pockets uh, like the one you're in right now, I, I don't know that, that, there, that it, there's much of a desire for it.
3: Doesn't seem That's like it. That's frightening, Yeah, Yeah,
1: it, it is. Because it's one thing for people to fail. It's another mm-hmm. thing for people to not even want to succeed. Yeah. That's amazing.
3: Yeah, and they don't care. Spatten Stu, 727 Back. This, this is such a disturbing story to me because this poor kid. I mean, he's like, I guess he was around twenty or twenty-one at the time. Now he's twenty-two now. So. Uh, uh, he, th- this kid who went to n- North Korea on some, was it a singing tour or something? He was with, he was with some group.
1: Was that, Yeah, I uh, think he was on his way to Hong Kong, and, right? and they
3: were they were touring the country, and and he saw this propaganda poster, and he wanted a souvenir to take back home, so he took the propaganda poster off the wall, and got caught doing it, and for taking a poster off the wall. They sentenced him to 15 years in hard labor. I, I mean, tragic story. And I, I couldn't believe nobody lifted a finger to help this kid. I, as far as I saw, I could see anyway. I, I don't know of Obama or Trump trying to do anything for him to get him out of there. I mean, did they even mention it? Not that I can remember, but maybe they did, and I, I didn't see and it. it
1: may have been back channels. And could stuff, have been back channels. I mean, I, you, know.
3: And, you know, we have no diplomatic ties with North Korea. But, I mean, if you, you're the most powerful nation in the world, you should be able to bring a little pressure to bear on uh, a backwater third world country like North Korea.
1: Now, Trump obviously. I mean, they have now announced. Uh, and this is the kind of the development right now. Because you said this is a disturbing story. If you haven't followed it, the first part of it is actually not oh, yeah. disturbing at all. It's right. great. He's going to be. He's been being released, released.
3: But then we find out. Oh, and by the way, he's in a coma. Yeah. And has been for a year. Uh, he had botulism, and he lapsed. Well, botulism doesn't almost never makes you slip into a coma. I mean, you could die from it, but you don't, it's not a coma-inducing problem. No. Um, so they said he got botulism, and then he took a sleeping pill, been in a coma for a year. What? I, you know, you got to guess. They, they beat him into a coma or something to that effect, and, and now, uh, since he hasn't come out of that coma in a year, they're sending him home. So now his family gets him back, you know, at death's
1: door. And he was, by the way, just a tourist. He was. Uh, oh, he wasn't with the singing yeah, group. He was anything? detained at the airport. Mm, um, right. He was charged with stealing the sign. He was almost from a out of the country. Floor at the hotel, Dang it. Um, and that's crimes against the state. Um, given one hour trial, one hour. Um, when the government asked, uh, pre- presented fingerprints, uh, uh, footage, and <clears> pictures of a political banner to make his case against the American student. Um, despite his pleas, the college student was sentenced to 15 years of hard labor. And, and the kid did everything they asked him to do.
3: He, you know, he, he, did the, he read their stupid statement. that mm-hmm. Nobody thinks he believed. He was just coerced and forced into doing that because so, he wanted to come home. Yeah, he wanted to come and home. And they still sent him to 15 years hard labor.
1: Yep. His parents said they were told he had mm. botulism soon after the trial and had been giving a sleeping pill from which he never woke up. Now, Bill. I will say Bill Richardson has been oddly involved in this. If you remember him, he ran for oh. president in 2008. Maybe? Yeah. Is a kid um, from New Mexico. Is that why? Um, or Maybe. Uh, you know, I don't know the answer to that. But he's been he's he's always been kind of a, uh, a, a he's worked on a lot of foreign affairs issues. He was talked about for um, those types of roles in the cabinet. He was a former uh, New Mexico governor um, and he uh, he had worked for the release with his Center for Global Engagement, um, uh, Otto has been, in, he said. Otto has been in a coma. That's his name. Otto has been in a coma for a year now. Urgently needs proper medical care in the United States. We received a call from Cindy and Fred, uh, the parents, early today to op- update us on the condition. In no uncertain terms, North Korea must explain the causes of his coma. Um, so the the word is kind of that they released mm. him not because they were like, oh well, it's time to let him go. It was because no. I think there's serious medical conditions and he might die. Um, so uh, mm. really scary stuff uh, going on there. And and that also just it just kills you because, you know, it, it's a it, weird situation do too. Because it it's really. such a minor, such a.
3: I mean, it's it's like jaywalking. Leave the kid alone. Just you know, slap him on the hand and send him home. Uh, and in the past, North Korea has mostly quickly just released any American citizen they've detained. But for some reason, uh, they really put it to this this guy, mm. and so now he's on his way to Colorado, I guess, um, to hopefully. Get some medical treatment that will uh, restore his consciousness, we would hope. Um, also, uh, Hamas terror tunnels have been found uh, beneath two UN run schools in the Gaza Strip. What a surprise. You mean people aren't um, totally peaceful in the Gaza Strip? No, they are. When, when did this begin? I don't know. Jeffy, do you know anything about that? I do that? not.
1: Did you read about this?
3: <laughs> do you have in the paper today? No. Hamas? I thought they were just, you know, peace-loving people. Just wanted their own state, huh? They're building terror
1: tunnels now. They're they're digging the terror tunnels that Americans just won't dig. Yeah, yeah, and these aren't like the turtle tunnels. No, in, in, we'll dig those. Yeah, we'll dig those, and <laughs> not terrorist tunnels apparently. <laughs> it, yet. Uh, you should put that on the end. Uh, yeah, no, it's it, the terrorism is really uh, is is. is is obviously frightening, and it comes from so many different sources. I mean, do you classify what Russia did as terrorism? I mean, I guess, you know, Glenn said yeah. an act of war. I don't know. It's one of the two. I, maybe would, both. I would
3: call it an act of war for sure. Yeah. Um, and I would think that retaliation, like a, a proportional response, would be called for here. We You're should be cyber hacking, cyber hacking Russia. into into some Russian affair. And you got to believe we could do that. Oh, yeah, I would think so. I mean, we so. have
1: the best people in technology uh, here in the United States. Um, and I don't know that we've deployed those things overtly. I know, obviously, Iran was hit by uh, what was it, this, uh, the, the, that virus that like, I, wanna, I can't think of the name of it. Yeah. Or, um, that, yeah. That helped take down some of their nuclear facilities at one time. Um, and so that. And we supposedly screwed up a few of their launches. Recently,
3: mm-hmm. what like last month or so in North yeah, Korea. In North Korea, yeah, yeah. yeah. North yeah. Korea. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah not so, Iran.
1: So, but you wonder why we wouldn't be doing these. And maybe we are. I mean, we're not going to know about it, I guess, for mm-hmm. a long time. But I mean, it, we are at the point. I, I don't know. You don't fix their elections. That's not how you attack Russia. But they certainly have many vulnerabilities as well that oh, yeah. would be important to them. Yeah. Um, and so I, I don't know. I mean, this is you got to show them. Is, if this is the game you you want to play,
3: oh, we'll play it. Maybe you should stop. Yeah. Maybe. You and, should stop. and you
1: want to hurt them where they live. Yeah. Uh, um, details of the wave of attacks in the summer of fall of 2016 were provided by three people with direct knowledge of the U.S. investigation into the matter in all hackers hit systems in a total of 39 states. Now, um, when they say hack the election you get the impression of people saying, well, they took votes from one candidate and gave it to the other or whatever. That's not what happened. That's not even what they're saying is happening. And the fact that people are constantly denying that is infuriating to me. Jeffy tortures me every day with it. Um, <laughs> he just keeps saying it. Well, it didn't change the outcome of the election. I Correct. know! I get it. I'm not saying it did. But However, you, you make it sound like you are, Steve. No, I don't. Uh, in fact, <laughs> when I say... I'm not saying it did. It, I'm really not uh, making it sound like that. Uh, that's exactly what why you are saying <laughs> it did. The issue here is what they would try in the future, the fact that they were trying it at all. I mean, can you imagine the gall of a country to come after the United States elections? They think they can do anything they want to us. And now we have, you know, a president who uh, has spent some time denying that, that this is the reality um, the other, uh, he also has admitted uh, that Russia is was most likely the culprit here. But now we're seeing that 39 states were a hit here, um, and what they did is one state found the data leaving. They looked for that exact footprint and found it in 39 states um, of that type of a hack. Um, so it's pretty significant. It didn't wind up turning into Indeed. anything huge this time. But, man, we better up our cybersecurity. We should be. I mean, mm-hmm. it's the type of thing you talk about with um, uh, the uh, nuclear weapon. The yeah, the EMP, EMP. protection. Um, yeah. You know, c- uh, you can spend money to protect this in a very minimal way. And it's the type of thing that, you know, it's the type of money we should be spending. Yeah. You know, that's the type yes. of money we should be
3: spending. It's the type of. Money that you don't mind being spent either. If it if it's for our security, that's what the government is for. Yep. Do it. Mm -hmm. Do it. Yeah. Take away some turtle tunnels. We're not looking
1: for the security of the turtles.
3: Or even keep the turtle turtle tunnels and do this too.
1: Yeah. I'm even fine. Whatever. I'd be okay with that. It's the type of thing you should go into debt for uh, if you have to. We have to be winning this war. We have to be ahead of them uh, when it comes to cyber terrorism. It's freaking scary. Think about where your money is right now. I mean, you probably see your money like I do, on a website, with a number. Yep. That's how I see my money almost all the time. Yep. Think about that for a moment. I mean, if the c- cyber uh, warfare goes the wrong way for us, God only knows what happens to that stuff. You don't know. We, I mean, mm. it, there is a risk if these things would really inflate. Uh, to get there. I mean, and North Korea has even shown ability. Mm -hmm. They are supposedly behind the the Sony hacks. They've gone through uh, several of these uh, cyber attacks. Um, on, on different uh, um, uh, entities and, and, and have been successful. Freaking North Korea, who knew they even had electricity? Look at the overhead pictures. It doesn't look like they do. But somehow they are even able to do this. If they are able to penetrate um, our, our sensitive systems in the United States, imagine what Russia can do. Imagine what mm. other advanced uh, economies that are adversarial like China could do.
3: And I think what keeps them at bay for not doing that, because I, I think they'd love to do that to mm-hmm. us uh, as much as they can, it's the threat of retaliation, right? It's, it's the mm-hmm. threat knowing it's that we can respond. It's, it's what keeps us from nuclear war. Mm-hmm. Well, you've got to do that in the cyber world as well. And if they're not afraid that we're going to re- respond in, in kind, they'll just keep doing it. Yeah, that's true. And maybe one day they will re-
1: uh, affect the outcome of an election. Mm-hmm be hideous. Um, uh, My uh, one other point on this, which I think is at least kind of interesting, is that it feels like this is taking forever. Like this, and this is stuff that Obama apparently had this information during the election uh, in the summer up to October mm. of, of 2016. Did not come out with it because their take is, well, we didn't want to make the uh, the we didn't want people to lose of faith in the election, which probably was part of it for some people. I will also assign a they thought Hillary Clinton was going to win narrative here. Mm -hmm. Um, So they didn't want to shake it up and and make it look like there was hacking going on. They didn't want to shake anything up because they thought Hillary was going to win by six points. So that is another part of this. Um, But the reason why this is taking so long is they had 39 different states. These are essentially 39 different investigations. They've really done only a few of them. They know the attacks happen in these other states, but Illinois is the one they really started with because Illinois gave full access to these records. And they found a lot they found a lot of different attacks going after the, the voting machine um, makers, the, uh, the, the software manufacturers, the, uh, the actual state and local databases, uh, now, uh, among, and also the personal emails of people involved in those processes. This was a pretty advanced uh, attack. And luckily this time it didn't uh, make a difference as far as the actual outcome of an election. Though, to be clear, we don't know for sure what the outcome was there. And it's not just the president. I mean, you know, Trump won by a lot, a lot of votes, but there are a lot of, uh, I mean, again, not, not in the popular vote, but I mean, he, won, electoral. he won the electoral college. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he had four states that, uh, that he had there that he needed and, and won. Yeah. But I mean, there are a lot of local races that also occurred in, all over the place and that may have turned by a couple hundred votes. Um, so this goes to voter fraud. Uh, that obviously Trump has been on that bandwagon, and he hasn't been on the bandwagon of the hacking stuff. But, I mean, we have no evidence to believe that that happened and influenced an election, but it easily could have. 90,000 social security numbers, uh, according to this report, escaped and went to Russian hackers. Mm. Social security numbers. Um, Sensitive information. I mean, it is important, and it has nothing to do with whether Donald Trump should be president or not. He won the election. Nobody's doubting that. I mean, not nobody. I mean, there are crazy people on the left that are doubting that. But I'm not doubting that at all. I'm scared of this, though. I'm scared of this. If you want Trump Mm -hmm. to be reelected, what if Trump pisses off Vladimir Putin for 2020? And you know who he loves? Bernie Sanders. Because Bernie Sanders is much more aligned with him politically uh, than uh, than Donald Trump theoretically is. No question. Uh, what, if a, you know, what if there's a relationship breakup halfway through this? You're going to wish that you took this seriously. Mm-hmm. It is a legitimate thing. Russia will do whatever they think is in their interest. Right now, they think Donald Trump is their buddy. So yeah, they're trying to help Donald Trump. Uh, but that does not mean in 2020 they're going to. In fact, the same thing happened with Uh, With Obama and Clinton, they hated Bush so much. Clinton came in with wonderful relations as secretary of state with uh, with Russia. The reset button smiles and laughter. Remember all that? Now they went they went through a a cyber attack a few years later to take down her potential presidency. These things turn on a dime quickly. Um, So the point is we need to be protected against it no matter who it's targeting.
3: They did say I mean, the word she used instead of reset was overcharge, and they haven't. We haven't allowed them to overcharge us. So from that standpoint, oh, it's been really successful. That's good. Uh, yeah. So yeah. She, again, uh, it's a
1: success of Hillary Clinton's uh, tenure <laughs> as Secretary <laughs> of State. Uh, we went back and forth about whether we should even bring this story up because it's so depressing. But, Good I mean, golly. It's, really, it's, it's a, a fascinating story and I think it's a story of our time really. Um, a, a young girl, Michelle Carter, she, I mean she's a teenager, um, she had a boyfriend uh, and they had met in Florida on a vacation and they realized they lived about a, an hour away from each other and I guess they became boyfriend-girlfriend. Um, and so it started out He had a lot of problems. He had attempted suicide before. She had a lot of problems, eating disorders and things like that. Um, So there's now a trial going on because he wound up killing himself. Mm. After he killed himself, they started looking at his text messages and her text messages and found out some really crazy stuff. For example, it started off early on. She texted one of her friends saying he's suicidal, meaning uh, her boyfriend. He has severe depression, social anxiety which is the bad part, uh, because I'm, not the, I'm the only one he has, and he needs me. I mean, it's not helping. I'm kind of going through my own stuff. But if I leave him, he'll probably kill himself, and it'll be all my fault. I'm keeping him alive, basically. Okay? So this is, this is the state of the relationship. Mm. It's not positive. Over time, it advances. She asks him, have you thought about getting professional help? I think it will really help you. Um, so she's obviously, at this point, helping him.
3: She said you have so much to live for. Please mm-hmm. don't kill right. yourself.
1: Right. So, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot there. However, she gave... Um, this turned at one point. Um, she says it's because she's changed medications. This is essentially her defense on this. She changed medications. And it changed... Her tone definitely did change. Um, she said... Uh, uh, she said... Um, she gave elaborate instructions on how he should kill himself. Most of the prosecution's case against Mrs. Carter or Ms. Carter, is uh, built on text she sent in the two weeks before his death on July 12th. Now, it's important to know that she switched medications months before July, before this happened. So only in the last couple weeks. The the prosecution's case is, look, she got sick of him, she didn't like him anymore, whatever, and changed this. She says um, he was saying he was uh, uh, wanting to commit suicide. She told him that he was strong enough to do it. Uh, She said, I think your parents know you're in a really bad place. I'm not saying they want you to do it, but honestly, I feel like they can accept it. Everyone will be sad for a while, but they will get over it and move on. Wow. When uh, when they talked about technical and logistical issues, the girl said, hang yourself, jump off a building, stab yourself. I don't know. There's lots of ways. Then she began texting her classmates a couple days before this happened that he was missing, even though he was not. In fact, she was texting him with him at the time and instructing him on how to fix the generator he wanted to use in his suicide. He would not kill himself for two more days, but there were more exchanges. He, she encouraged him, you just have to do it. Um, uh, uh, Mr., uh, the, the boyfriend sent his last text to her. 625 on July 12th said, okay, I'm almost there. He's got the fumes going into his, car, his truck. Then mm. they spoke by phone. It's not known exactly what was said, but she later texted um, someone else that he got out of the truck because the carbon monoxide was working and he got scared. She told him to get back in. He got back in. Eventually, did die. Found the next mm. day. Bizarrely, she then opened like you know, as if someone was going to find her text messages. Then start you know was publicly sad about the death. Started a charity softball tournament apparently to honor him was getting praise out of that situation. A real freaking mess, man. And it's a depressing story of the world we live in. Um, You know, the same thing, uh, you know, there's just, it's just twisted. Now, you could say maybe it was the medication. I don't know if you believe that or not. Point is, though, uh, it's scary. I mean, as you watch this as a parent, all you can think about is, my kid will never be on the Internet. My kid will live in a box and they will never leave that box unless I am with them. It's hard to not, to, you know, it's just scary. I know it's irrational to be scared over mm-hmm. uh, such an outlier situation, but, man, it's a frightening world. Amazing.
3: alright eight seven two seven back on that happy note. Uh, more patents, too, coming up in a sec.
1: Really, the only thing worse than that is probably what's coming up next, which is uh, the Jeffy segment. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, that's really. It certainly compounds oh, the problem.
3: Yeah. <laughs> it sure does. Jeffy found felt like sharing with us so we don't have to
0: talk anymore. Study conducted across a three-month period between August 2014 and November 2014 involved semi-structured interviews into the friendship experiences of 30 undergraduate men who identified as heterosexual or mostly heterosexual.
3: Mm-hmm. Wait, Romances. What? What kind of study are they doing with these guys? Oh. The
0: bromance study. Mm. Pat?
3: Bromance. Uh, Sex Roles, a journal of research, has reported that
0: bromances.
3: Mm hmm. Now, now bro- this is just Do when you know you're really a, good friends with somebody, right? A bromance? Well, yes, Pat.
0: But okay. when you're really good friends, of course, a bromance is defined as an emotionally intense bond between
3: straight men. Okay. An emotionally intense an bond. An
0: emotionally intense.
3: Bond. bond. Okay. okay. Men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. According to the research, there is
0: a strong desire to cuddle and hug between bromatic friends. What? While kissing is just another way of showing affection. What? Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, well, I'm one of the students. Going involved, to say no on the One of the <laughs> students involved told the authors, you know, you can lie in bed with your bromance, have a cuddle, just a walk. Well, another said, you know, it's like having a cuddle buddy. No, It's no. like having a cuddle buddy. No, it's not. You no. Know. No. In conclusion, the authors, <laughs> they spoke about the desire to cuddle and hug with their bromantic friends. Uh-huh. You know, bromatics are comfortable to be naked with each other. What? Participants also talked about how comfortable they were to be naked around their bromances. One participant said, look. I live in a house with three other guys. And there are massive bromances going on between us. I think they may have studied something else.
3: <laughs> I think in so all, too.
0: 29 of the 30 men yeah. who
3: took part said they cuddled with their bromantic partner. Let me ask you a question. Because for me, the answer is emphatically no. Have you ever cuddled with another man? I have not. Not. I not continue ever. one not participant said, And certainly not naked. Guys
0: nowadays say. in no. my generation, no. there's... No, so much kissing between guys because it's showing affection. Kissing
1: so much. I hug
0: them and kiss my bro. On man i lips, I'd tell them I love them.
3: Or is that like a peck, like a cheek thing? Is it? Are they? Are they is there tongue I mean, involved? Get, what's get, what's going get, on here?
0: You probably get started on the cheek.
3: I'm gonna say no to any of it. No. Thank you for bringing that story <laughs> to us today. Uh, I think, wow. No, wow. Was...
0: You, you, you're, you're not. You're not. Thank you for Are bringing it. that it's story to disturbing. us It's just
3: disturbing. Pat and Stu, 888727 Beck. Uh, Pat, Stu, and of course, uh, uh, the blob. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> oh, man, you are just so stupid. <laughs> Thank you. You're Thank welcome. You. <laughs> no. Happy to help whenever uh, I can. Didn't you have to leave? Uh, yeah, I did, you but know. then I, I uh, was able to come back. <laughs> so you're fortunate in that way. Oh yeah, we sure are. Um, Megan Kelly, of course, uh, has interviewed. It's already in the can. It's already been recorded. Megan Kelly interviewed Alex Jones. Now, if they deprive me of oh, that it? interview, close, man, it is close. I am gonna be pissed. And here's my guess: I think Alex Jones has demanded it be scrubbed. Uh, the the Sandy Hook parents are demanding it not be aired. My guess is they'll pull it or edit out the Sandy Hook stuff.
1: Unbelievable! I mean, you have to hear that. It shows how crazy this person is, and I know. you should know who the president trusts for mm-hmm. information. That's and important. Look,
3: it's a, I mean, he's trying to deny this, and we've shown we've played the evidence on on radio. He absolutely called it a hoax. He said it's fake. He said it's synthetic. He said actors were used, and at first he thought there might have been some children killed, but now he realizes they're all actors. But they use the blue screens, uh, right? And and now they now he's trying to worm his way out of it, because he knows how preposterous that is. He must know. I, I mean, or he 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 doesn't want to get the backlash, but it's it's coming at him. So now he's. He's denying that he ever said that.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's re- he obviously realizes, uh, you know, with the extra attention, it's not you know, there are positives and negatives to that. He probably can make more money. Mm-hmm. I can sell more male vitality uh, pills, which I know are very important to males across the country. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem with it is, you know, people start calling you out for all the lies that you're saying, and, and you yeah. know, it's it's not, so it's not a, it's not a positive um, uh, from that perspective. The, the attention is negative. He's now come out and said. That Megyn Kelly um, uh, it was a hit piece, and he, she only did it because she was trying to demean fathers. Because fathers say. Oh Day. my gosh. What? Fathers say weekend, and he's trying to get. <laughs> the man's insane. And it's not like.
3: This is the first time he's ever called a shooting a false flag. Right. He oh. also did it at Aurora, Colorado mm-hmm. with the Batman killer. He did it with Columbine. He did it with Tucson. He did it with Bakersfield. He's done it on virtually every shooting is a false flag. is somehow perpetrated by the government or faked by the government or whatever. It's we know. The, the, the same way he does uh, Islamic extremism, that doesn't really exist in his mind. That's all go- it's all government conspiracy stuff.
1: There are no flags.
3: There's there are no only flags. false flags. Yeah,
1: There are no actual flags. All flags are false. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is the Alex Jones world. and It's, it's really weird. It's really way weird. too close to being. the world. It is the world <laughs> of Roger Stone, mm-hmm. close advisor um, to the president for many, many decades. Um, he, it is the world of, of his seemingly his sons who believe... It is the world of Michael Flynn and the sons of Michael Flynn. Um, and Donald Trump has retweeted Infowars stories, mm-hmm. he has uh, drawn attention. He went on Alex Jones' show. He went on Alex Jones's show. His kids do it. Roger Stone is a fill-in host for Alex Jones. They are intertwined um, with, with, the, uh, with, the, um, with the Alex Jones crew, and the White House is intertwined with them. Which is fascinating
3: to me, because um, in Alex Jones' world, uh, George H.W. Bush... The globalist. Uh, Bill Clinton. The globalist. George W. Bush. Globalist. Barack Obama. Globalist. But Donald Trump, who deals and plays both sides of the aisle, who hands out money to whoever will take it and better his business, and he has admitted it, it helps his business to give money to everybody to continue his global businesses, this guy, Donald Trump, is fine. In fact, he's fantastic. He's mm. a wonderful president. So strange. I.
1: It's so bizarre. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, there probably has been never, in our, in our American history, has there been a more globalist president than Donald <laughs> right. Trump. Right. Depending on how you define it, of course, the word means ba- barely anything anymore. Um, you know, he's obviously against a lot of trade initiatives. He, um, you know, for sure. But I mean, this is a guy who has giant skyscrapers in a dozen countries around the world. He inter- he, he interacts with world leaders uh, with, with his bu- business interests to get sweetheart deals in all sorts of foreign countries. He opens golf courses all over the world. This is a guy who... Who, he has, he, we're, Trump international hotels, mm-hmm. right? Like, he is a guy who mm-hmm. has absolutely built a global empire based on his relationships with foreign governments mm-hmm. and, and foreign interests. He is the most globalist president we've probably ever had. If I, really I like wouldn't
3: that. be surprised if he's been to Bilderberg meetings. Uh, I bet Not he I has.
1: So. I, I would, you know what, I want so to see. I mean, we need to find that I'm out. We need to find that out. I'm sure if, if, if he had been, we would already know. Um, but it would be really fascinating to watch Alex Jones reverse himself on that oh stuff. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you know, here's a guy who um, who gave almost no money to charity, as we all know, um, Donald Trump. The one charity he gave money to, reportedly, was a 9-11 uh, victims charity. Um, mm. You know, you'd think, and it was some weird, like, Scientology-linked... Um, uh, 9/11 charity, but still, like, I, I mean, does Donald Trump really believe that 9/11 was an inside job? Does he? He might. I mean, I've never heard him articulate that. But wouldn't you be a fan? Do you believe that the Sandy Hook thing was nothing? You believe it was a hoax? You believe? I mean, you know, Donald Trump built a large. Remember the whole Muslim ban? Remember that whole thing that wasn't mm-hmm. really Muslim ban and it was? What was that built out? What what initiated that? Terror. S- San Bernardino Islamic mm-hmm. terrorism in San Bernardino a shooting. Mm-hmm. One I'm. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm 90% mm-hmm. sure that Alex Jones thought was a false flag.
3: Well, he said it, yeah.
1: Did he? About San Bernardino? Yeah, uh-huh. I know you went through that long list. <laughs> I didn't I, San I, In maybe. fact,
3: I said Bakersfield. It was San Bernardino. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. That's why, okay. Yeah, yeah that's mm-hmm. the one.
1: I mean, so, uh, <clears throat> this is pretty ridiculous. Uh, and, and, and it's it's almost hard to understand mm-hmm. why why this guy is on the side of Trump. Here's a guy who's built his entire business on saying every single person in power is evil. And now... The person with the most power in the entire world is God. I mean, it's a weird—it's a mm. weird place to be. Mm-hmm. It's a weird place to be. But I guess you know—you you, you, know—probably he thought there was no chance this guy is going to win, uh, and I'll take the crazy chance on this on this uh, guy who has no chance to win, and then he wins, and now he doesn't know what he's doing, what to do with himself. He's getting—he's getting this attention, and he's doing these interviews. This is not smart for him. He should not be doing interviews right. with Megyn Kelly. You see the way he's reacting about it. Everyone's saying, we shouldn't give this guy a platform. Guys, look at the way he's reacting to it. He is furious with her. I don't know what happened in this interview, but he obviously was meant well, to look like an idiot.
3: He, uh, yeah, he's being exposed, I'm sure, for the... For the he's, he's one of two things. He's bat crap crazy. Or he is uh, an astute businessman... Who has built a multi-million dollar business on making crap up? I, I don't know which it is. I, I think he's actually bad crap, ca- crazy, and believes all
1: this stuff. I think he does too. But I think I, he, I think he's crazy. He also likes like because he can't fully believe it if he's backing Donald Trump,
3: right? Yeah, he true. He can't fully mm-hmm. believe it.
1: It's obviously got to be. He's willing to make a lot of concessions uh, to these hardcore principles. Um, for the cash. For, for the cash. Like, and power. And power. Mm-hmm. I mean, power, you know, uh, we watch House of Cards. You uh, hear lots of conversations how, yeah. of how power is not always a means to an end. Sometimes it is the end. You know, like maybe just getting it is actually the desire rather than getting it to do something. You know, you'd think if the, here's a guy who helps the president of the United States get elected, backs him uh, unquestionably. Why now isn't what? he pushing Trump for a 9-11 commission to now investigate yeah. all the claims that he has? Why doesn't he do those things? Well, you know, I mean, he might give it lip service, but the bottom line is he's not trying to use that influence. He's not saying, if this guy won't look into what really happened at Sandy Hook, I'm going to abandon him. It's because he likes the power. He likes the fact that he actually has someone who likes him for once in power Mm -hmm. um, and who's giving him uh, attention and credibility. Mm -hmm. I think it's important what Megyn Kelly is doing here. I I do, too. Calling him out and exposing him.
3: And she explained it really well. She tweeted out, POTUS has been on. So the President of the United States has been on and praises Alex Jones' show. He's giving Infowars, a White House press credential. Many don't know him. Our job is to shine a light.
1: And Bill O'Reilly... Exactly right. ...today came out and said on the air that he didn't really know what he stood for. I mean, he knew he was a conspiracy guy, but he didn't really follow him. Yeah. You know, so... He- you should know. Okay, so um, I think you know. know. And Bill disagreed it was a good idea to do the interview, but still, I think it, it, for that reason alone, the fact that someone who follows the news as closely as Bill O'Reilly says he doesn't even know what this guy stands for. And yes, everyone knows he's kind of a nut job, mm-hmm. but I mean, it, it, there's one thing to say, ah, you know what, he's kind of a crazy person, and I can't believe the president likes him. It's another thing, to hear the things the man actually says and believes, and then the fact that the president gives this guy credibility, if anything else, this should scare the – in any normal administration, it would say, wow, this guy is way worse than we thought. I don't care if he's an ally. We have to distance ourselves. And I would be happy with that because when Trump says this guy's smart, this guy has a, quote, great reputation is what he told Alex Jones. You have a great reputation. That influences a lot of people who start believing what Alex Jones says. And you know what? Does the president believe that Sandy Hook was, did not happen? no. He's using Alex Jones like he uses everybody else, but still, it, 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 he gives it too much credibility with that office mm-hmm. to not be challenged. She should challenge him. I'm I'm really happy she's doing this, and NBC should not back off for the families or for the people who. You back You can almost Alex feel feelings.
4: they're close, though. It does
3: feel
0: it that feels, way. I mean, you got that J.P. Morgan who's saying, you know, they want their ads moved. You got their, uh, their uh, what is she, the uh, chief marketing officer? Of J.P. Morgan as an advertiser, I'm repulsed that Megyn Kelly would give a second of airtime to someone who says Sandy Hook and Aurora are hoaxes.
1: Why? Why? Um, you know why? You're just trying to look stop it. look good. And 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 I and look, everyone would say, "Well, you don't want to be on the opposite side of the families." Let me stand okay. on the opposite side of the families for just a moment here. I understand. I I, I, I can't say this strongly enough. I really believe the Newtown thing, Sandy Hook, is one of the worst thing that's ever happened in our country. Like, it's that emotionally disturbing to me. One day I left this office, it was maybe on one of the anniversaries, and for some reason got sucked into reading the details of what happened there. Again, obviously you remember it at the time. But what happened at the time was there was this terrible incident, and then politics launched. And it became, take all the guns away. And we got almost immediately into Second Amendment uh, zone. And the president was immediately trying to take advantage, never let a crisis go to waste. And while we all knew it was tragic and horrible, we didn't spend a lot of time really going into that. And when the report was was out, it's too terrible. You don't want to read it. I went through and read all that stuff one day. I mean, it is torturous to go through. And, you know, the fact that I have small kids now probably makes it worse. I'll admit it. But it is, the fact that, you know, Lanza, it was Adam Lanza, right? Mm-hmm. He didn't even, it wasn't even an ideological thing. It wasn't even, he had no reason to do it. He didn't seem motivated by anything other than the fact that he just decided to do it one day. There's no closure. It is horrible. Mm-hmm. The, the, what these parents had to go through is immeasurably awful. So I totally get that they can say, what. honestly, they could say whatever they want and, you know, like, I, I can, it's impossible to put yourself in their shoes. But it is something that here is a guy who has said these things about your family, your children, and now is getting national influence over the most important man in the world hmm. at this point, the most powerful man in the world. If he is not called out on this, the fact that he goes along with the nonsense that Alex Jones puts out there. The American people need to know who Alex Jones is. They need to know. And it is important what she's doing here. I really think it's crucial that more people, other than us, who have been doing it for a long time, um, more attention needs to be put on how bad of a character this guy, he needs to be ostracized for these viewpoints. This is wrong. It's been wrong since 9-11. When, we, when the right was out there calling him out and saying he was uh, wrong for his 9-11 conspiracies, and the left was believing him. That happened in our history, too, with this jerk. And it needs to happen on, now on the other side. This absolutely needs to be called out, and the president needs to be called out for associating with him in any way. It's that serious, and I think she's doing the right thing here.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex Jones, meanwhile, says, uh, I'm calling for Megyn Kelly to cancel the airing of our interview For misrepresenting my views on Sandy Hook. (laughs) Goes on to say, this is their big gamble. Take Alex Jones down. Ooh, like that's a a big get. This is pathetic. The only way I could fail was not doing it and letting NBC rig it and letting them interview me for four hours to edit it together and then be able to show people what was really said. So what he's trying to say is that they're, they're taking things out and editing to make... make him say things he didn't really say. He's already trying to set up the fact that NBC has done something nefarious to him. When you know that, that is not going to be the truth. He does plenty to himself, and we've played all the evidence. I mean, the guy's a psychopath. He's just pathetic and crazy. He said, They lit my face from the side and under like you light somebody for a Halloween piece for a horror movie. And the only reason, Sounds like Glenn. the only reason he, he did the interview was so that he could, quote, see the fembot, unquote.
1: What? Yeah. I mean, again, you go to personal what? insults to yeah. them, Megan yeah. Kelly for no reason. Like, I, right. you know, it's tough. She's in a Let tough spot because Megan Kelly pissed off a lot of people on the right because she was she asked fair, fair questions. To Donald Trump. Right. Absolutely had to be asked questions to Donald Trump. And it pissed off a lot of people on the right. Mm-hmm. So now she's going to the left where she's never had friends because she was on Fox News. So now she's in right. this in this middle ground where she's asking completely fair questions of Alex Jones mm-hmm. and doing nothing wrong here. This and it, but she, it's tough for her to find friends, I think, because, you know, when you know, she's lost the tribal thing on the right, which I, you get from having being on Fox News. And she maintains the tribal thing with the left from being on Fox News previously. I mean, it's really an impossible thing for her to navigate. But, I mean, she's not doing anything wrong here. She's doing something important. And Jerome Corsi of World Net Daily. Daily. He was a big birther guy, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah.
3: And at one time, at one time, some time ago, like 15 years ago, Jerome Corsi was somewhat credible. Yeah, he sure did. I mean, am I remembering that improperly? Yes, you are. Absolutely Uh, you are, yes. I mean, he did have... I mean, that's long since gone. Mm -hmm. But he, uh, Corsi said of Megyn Kelly, she's gotten a bigger megaphone. She's gotten a bigger sponsorship from the deep state. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? And she's about to do her hatchet jobs, which I think are going to ultimately fail and will continue to beat by reaching the people directly through the internet. I mean... It's getting the deep state. Yeah, it's just like
1: they just say these four or five catchphrases every time they want to excuse something. It's just but, pathetic. And I, and I didn't see all this because we were on vacation. But Megyn Kelly got some criticism from uh, people across the spectrum for her interview with Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin yeah. That she did not go hard enough against him. So here's a person who you're saying is a deep state and a and, a, and, and this evil person that will do everything against Donald Trump, who was perhaps too nice to Vladimir Putin, the person that Mm -hmm. Trump likes. How do these people navigate the mental gymnastics you need to to associate yourself with this guy and back him like it? I don't know. It's amazing. And I I think, like, we need to be shining the light on people who actually do their jobs. You know, we we talk about this, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, fairly often. When people on the left say something that is critical of the left, they should be praised for it. When people on the right say something critical of the right, it should be praised for it. If, if a journalist is going to be hard on both sides, they should be praised for it when they tell the truth. You know, people the go, truth. fake news, New York Times, fake news, New York Times. The New York Times meticulously put together about six different cameras and a second-by-second second telling of the Turkish um, uh, uh, security that beat up the protesters when they were here in the United States. Remember the story from before yeah. vacation? hmm they spent God only knows how much time and resources to show that the Turkish security did, in fact, yes, attack Yes, they it. did. You piecing together people's individual social media feeds to yeah, show. Yeah, that
0: was pretty amazing.
1: It was an incredible report. They got no credit for it at all. Now, hmm. that was not something that benefited the left. It was not something that benefited or, or took on Donald Trump. They spent God only knows how much money for what? And do, you, do you reward them when they do those things? You should, yeah. You should. You yeah. should when they do those Absolutely. things. And, and, you know, yes, they have all sorts of problems, and yes, they deserve a lot of criticism, and we should do that. But when they take the time to, to, to actually report the facts and get these things right, and that's what Megan Kelly is doing here. Mm-hmm. She's going in here with a skeptical eye, pushing this guy who never gets pushed by anybody in his own audience about these theories. Uh, and it's, that's, that's awesome. I'm glad it happened. You know, we've talked about having him on our show before. Um, you know, never, never going to happen, but, you know, I would love to push him on these things. You know, it's just, it's one of those issues where um, without holding some sort of principle, without holding yourself to some sort of standard, you wind up going down these roads that don't make any sense. Yeah. Criticizing Megyn Kelly from the left as well, which is stupid, to criticize him and say, oh, you shouldn't give this guy a voice. And at the same time, Uh, The people saying, "Well, you're being too tough on him, or you're you're targeting some guy because you don't like Trump, or whatever." Both of those are, are, are in my in my perspective, my opinion at least, are not sensible positions. It's asinine. Well, and plus, we got to see the interview too. Yeah, and to believe that, but but still,
0: to believe that Megyn Kelly is interviewing Alex Jones and coming out of that interview believing that the Sandy Hook
3: massacre was fake. Right. Is absolutely insane. Yeah. Or even letting him get away with it, which she didn't in the promo. She she mm-hmm. was pushing him. She was telling him, you know that's not right. Which is why he which went both did. ways, saying that he
0: play, he was right. playing devil's advocate Ab- right. Abac- right. stories each he way. Which
3: was not doing, and we played you the audio on radio today.
1: 888 727 Beck. it's Pat and Stu. Hi. Hi. Uh, I found this list over vacation. And, you know, when you're on vacation, you don't do any work. You try not to. Um, I know we had a, we talked about this yesterday. We had a Mm. tech problem um, uh, with our email. And I took that as a sign to not look at any of my emails for the entire vacation. Wow. Uh I
0: can't believe that. I mean, Pat, I came in get our computers fixed here right, in the building.
3: Right. I did not. Yeah.
1: I did not. Yeah. Um, no. Then we um, put
3: in some hard labor. We were breaking rocks out in the back. Yeah.
1: So <laughs> as this show goes on, I'm constantly harassing Marissa, uh, who's our producer, with uh, dumb emails, or, uh, Dumb emails which have stories that I want to do on the show. And this one is the only one I sent the entire vacation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we got to do this on, when we get back. This is uh, terrible and funny vintage recipes. Mm. Now, these are recipes and ads and such that uh, were out in like the 70s. And you'll see how far tastes have changed, I think, by looking at some of these. Let's start it off with a lot of Spam here. This is the Spam and Cheese Ribbon Loaf. Yum. Mm. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Can you imagine eating that? Whoa. Actually, yes. You know, Spam is a weird one because it was... Uh. Really big. I mean, it was really big. In the 70s, it
3: was. Yes, and it was. you could almost make it taste pretty good. Yeah, you, if you fry
1: it up. If you fried it. If you fried it thin. And
3: you put a lot of, good. like, mayonnaise on it, and mm. maybe some mustard, and...
1: Or it, you had a Spam and Cheese Ribbon Loaf.
3: Or, or that. Or the Spam mm-hmm. and Cheese Ribbon Loaf. Mm-hmm. So used, you know, that. you make it like bacon, you know, where you fry it up like that for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Not bad.
1: You can put it out. Yeah, I mean, it, but it really is, it feels like it's gone.
3: Ribbon Loaf.
1: It's still available. I mean, it's still available, Sure, right?
3: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Have you ever heard of a Salmon loaf? No. Yeah. My mom used to make that. Yeah, that sounds. Terrible. My mom just died, and I, I, I talked to, at her funeral about the uh, the salmon loaf oh, salmon 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 loaves. Loaves. yeah, that, that was
0: a big staple. I mean, my mom used to make that as well, so those were staples it, back then.
3: It is, and, and the, <laughs> my mom's granddaughters had got my nieces had gotten up, and my one of, and my one of my daughters had gotten up and. Almost every one of them talked about how great a cook she was. Yeah. But I had to set the record straight.
2: <laughs> yeah, thank you. Because <laughs> thank you. Every... Do you talk trash about your mom <laughs> and girl I own kids. This,
3: this is my relationship with her. I, yeah, that's awesome. I continually harassed her. And, uh, and so I said, you know, you, you, you didn't have to eat her salmon loaf every Friday night. And it was a, you, it's like a bread pan, you know, the, yeah, the, yeah. a loaf, an actual like loaf a of salmon canned Not fresh, canned salmon shaped into a loaf, and then some kind of nasty, lumpy, white salmon gravy (laughs) over the top. It was was nasty. So
1: awful. So that that brings back great memories. That was this era, I think. That was the era. I think you'll enjoy this list. That was the era. uh, Including the crown roast of frankfurters. Um... Look at that! Uh, now, those would, are you're good. telling me you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't take that one down? Oh my <laughs> gosh! <laughs> the crown roast of Frank. I, see, I've never. Have you ever seen that? I've, I've never, never seen, seen that, that. Although I love the bottom of it, which says Weight, Weight Watchers, Watchers recipe cards. cards. What? Weight Watchers would tell what? you to you a crown roast of <laughs> frankfurters? <laughs> That's great. Uh, okay. How about the frozen cheese salad? Mm, uh, who doesn't want a frozen uh, cheese salad? Looks me. Good. Ugh, that looks awful. Uh, how about the tuna fish mold with A1 sauce? Yep. Yep, you're going to have that, that. That kind of reminds me of salmon loaf. That's yes. reminiscent
3: of salmon loaf yes, as well. Sure Do you get is. a little
1: A1 on your salmon loaf?
3: Back? No, A1 would have been much better than the <laughs> salmon loaf gravy.
1: <laughs> uh, how about the uh, jellied tomato refresher?
3: Mm. <laughs> yum. Uh,
1: yum, oh. yum, yum. Wow. Another Weight Watchers recipe. Uh, this is Apparently they've improved uh, over the years. Um, how about, you know, we all, we love hollandaise. Jeffy does not like it because yeah, it's bougie sauce. bougie sauce. Do you think yeah. this is bougie, though? Ham and bananas hollandaise. Ham Ooh, and bananas That is bizarre. Can I mean, the have...
0: ham and bananas sounds good, but not with that bougie sauce. No. Ham and, banana ham and bananas sounds good. do not, yeah, not? sound sure. good. Yeah, why
3: not? That doesn't look bad, bad there. Uh, wow. You are a weird man. <laughs> if you just did the man. ham and and hollandaise, it might be okay. I don't I don't know. I,
1: how about uh lime cheese salad? Oh. Good. Man, does that look good. Gosh. Oh, look at the bottom of it. It's like Ooh. like marbled almost with cheese and jello. Yeah. Ooh. Wow, oh, that's good. God, why? Tragic. How did anyone make it through this era alive? Uh how about um perfection salad, which is salad in a jello mold. Oh, yeah. Look at that. You've had this? No,
0: I mean, we have had plenty of uh, Oh, I've had jello older, molds like yeah, that. The, yes. That like looks that was, familiar. With the
1: yes. salad inside of it? I think yes. I've eaten that,
3: yes. yes we absolutely uh-huh. have had that a oh, thousand God. times. Uh-huh.
0: There was a, there, in fact, there was an. Uh, an old That's a Mormon
3: deb- delicacy. I'm surprised ah. you've had that. Uh, Why
0: would you be surprised that I had a Mormon delicacy? Was, <laughs> I, well, you shouldn't be surprised that uh, you know the Mormons have stole something from our people. What are from your, your people? people? What are your people? I have
1: no idea. Heathens. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. How about uh, cup steak
3: pudding? Look at that. What? Uh, tell me that doesn't look good. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't look good. Oh my God. You'll be <laughs> charmed up. with these dainty little puddings. So wonderfully light and digestible when made with a Torah. Ah, what? The novelty of a small pudding for each person makes a refreshing yes, change. Yes, with beef suet. And not only that, you're able to prepare just the right quantity without risk of running short or having wasteful leftovers. <laughs> a Torah, the good beef
1: suet. Yes. What,
3: what is a suet? <laughs> suet. suet? Suet.
1: Suet? Suet? What is a suet? It's food we should have asked you. Suet? Suet, yes. What is it's a suet? It's like a,
0: just a mix of nasty oh, that's okay. gross. Yeah. Stuff. That's gross. That's what I would have
1: guessed. Now this one is one of the ones that I saw, uh, and I maybe have to send it. Can you imagine just being really excited to present on the table? Spam and limas. Yes. Look at I, that. Lima, I mean that just lima beans just like, and spam. I absolutely
0: is, could see that happening. I mean, we've—I was forced to eat lima <laughs> beans forever. You
1: know, lima beans really—I I never I thought like they em. were that terrible when I was a kid. I, I didn't I eat them. Like them. I, I never thought they were that terrible, but they seem to have gone away too. Yeah. Like a lot of these foods are just not foods anymore. Right. And like I remember. Growing up, uh, and I remember specifically—I feel like I was a, maybe a teenager when this happened—and there was a commercial. I can't remember what it was for, but I remember specifically it was on a lot, and it was—it was like some point in your life you should do all these amazing things, and then one of the things you should do was eat a mango. Eat a nice. mango, like right. it was this exotic, crazy yeah, you thing you could do. I was in 7-Eleven over vacation. They've just got mangoes diced up (laughs) at 7-Eleven now. Yes. Uh, And, and like, all Mm -hmm. these... Like, my kids are growing up with things like hummus and, uh, you know, mangoes Mm -hmm. and... they, they have a cookie butter. Oh yeah, I mean, and all these weird foods I didn't have as a kid, and that will be the normal thing they remember it growing up with. Happened even faster
0: than that. Yeah, I mean, my oldest son. I remember Elvis going down uh, to the neighbor's house whenever the uh, starfruit tree bloomed oh, yeah, yeah. to get bags of starfruit star because, fruit. because it was the only thing. You know, he loved them, and so he come out, oh, Elvis, come down and get his
1: starfruit.
0: And uh, but now, but now you, I mean, <laughs> go anywhere. Star who was fruit. this person you this learned is
1: there? This in the neighborhood. <laughs> starfruit. I get the starfruit. Uh, this one's pretty gross. Uh, liver, pineapple.
3: <laughs> <laughs> liver. Yum! Pineapple. Uh, can we see a picture of that? Liver. Uh, there it is. Oh, yeah. Pineapple. Liver, pineapple.
1: It's just a pineapple-looking thing made out of liver. That's not many That's not... There's not even a sweet I was I was
3: actually forced to eat liver <laughs> as a child. Why would you do that? Why would well, you that's just another, eat the liver? It's another one from back in
1: the day. Liverwurst. Did you guys eat liverwurst when you were a kid? Uh, I no. I, nasty. I, I would eat liverwurst mm-hmm. when I was a kid.
0: But I mean, I'm not forced to eat
3: liver. I
1: mean, liver and onions. My mom would cook up. Ugh. Oh, that's oh, gross. gross! Yeah, boy, no one seemed gross. to like those um, banana candles. Do you remember banana candles by any chance? So many nope. jokes
3: with these. Yeah, I know. Oh, oh boy, I would agree. Oh, that. that's, uh, that's interesting. Not a. That's okay. a banana candle yeah, that's probably party. Probably something we, you don't want to show too long. Uh, can that's we blur a, the screen? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: how about you have some? Cran- <laughs> now you're gonna have cranberry jello, right? going to have some cranberry jello. You're going to top it off with a little mayonnaise, right? Well, obviously. Of From course. Hellman's.
3: Hellman's. Bring out the Hellman's and bring, bring out the, the best. best.
1: Why would you put mayonnaise on jello?
3: In Montana, it was bring out the best food and bring out the best. And then it's, or did Hellman's turn in, did bring best food turn hell- into Hellman's? And bring, bring out, out the best. That's very possible. That's bring very up possible. Bring out the best foods and
1: bring out the best. I, I've heard it both ways. Mm. Why I is that? I don't remember best. You don't? No, okay. so maybe, maybe. Hmm. Uh. I remember at home. All right, um, and finally, um, the ultimate stew dish here, uh, meat in gelatin on a bed of meat fat. Oh, mm. yeah. Dinner
0: bell's ringing now. It sure is. You know, we used to, oh, oh, stew. you would love this. You used, used to, when I was a kid, my mom would make, uh, would broil steaks. Okay, yeah. You know, you had the broiling pan yeah. underneath. Mm-hmm. You broil the steaks and then all the fat. You know, drips down into that broiling pan. Yeah. You take slices of bread and you dip it in the fat oh. to
1: eat with your steak. Oh man, that's yeah, that good stuff. Me
3: out. That is good
1: stuff. All right, Triple A. You can't get enough of that.
3: Seven two seven back. More patents to We
1: have something much more delicious <laughs> on the other side. Um, in fact, it's. Uh, we? I never. I didn't know this thing actually existed. I'm excited to try it. We'll try it in this. No other uh, more innovative company in America than the. people are just like screaming down the yeah, hall. It's it's, oh, um, it's working out so, really well for a live broadcast. Yes, thank you very much for that. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we have um, uh, there's no other company that's more innovative uh, than I would say Nabisco with their Oreos. Mm-hmm. They have more flavors than any other. This one is the uh, it's a new one. Of the, they have a, this thin thing they're doing, which I know they have had double stuff before. And then they had, uh, now they're doing these thins, which is really the wrong direction. You go to triple this, stuff, you go to quadruple stuff. Right, right. the mega. Yeah,
0: the uh, th- I believe they have, Oreo has the mega Okay, stuff. so they
1: are doing that. Okay, well, we need to try those too. Why haven't we tried those yet?
0: I don't know. Uh, I think I get them from time to time and they just don't make it here.
1: Now, this one is interesting in that it's obviously, this is a pretty well established idea. The thin mint mm. cookie. Yes. Uh, and now Oreos jumping into that uh, realm. Good uh, for them. Again, and you know what? Take out these Girl Scouts. Uh, they, they need to be taken <laughs> out. Uh, let's be honest about it. Uh, I think we can all come together on that, right? Right, Pat?
3: Yes. Okay. As an organization, mm-hmm. not not as human beings. We don't want to take them out, right? We no, just, I
1: meant uh, I, I meant. Uh,
3: you did kill all the Girl Scouts? Yeah,
1: all the Girl Scouts. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you meant? No, I did not. Okay. No. So here is the uh, the delicious reveal. Uh, oh, they look good. They wow. Look good all right, let me there. grab one. I mean, now get your hands on all of them while you're doing they're, that. They're, they're very like, thin. Thin. Why would you want that? Yeah, that doesn't. Now, because mm. people don't leave. A lot of people don't even eat the cookies mm-hmm. because they just they just go to the mint. Thank you for mm-hmm. already eating them, Pat. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so, I thought we talked enough about it. Let's eat. Okay, let's eat. Because the I will say the cookies, <laughs> Pat, mm-hmm. also thin. <laughs> It's not just yeah. it's not just The cream is the, Ooh, right. yeah, the are also whole thing. So the ratio actually might be better here. And then you can also feel like you're eating more cookies. I'm, I might be a fan of these. Let's. Uh, I'll tell you, it tastes just
3: like the Girl Scout cookie. They're does. pretty good. Hmm? They might even be a little bit better. It's the same thing as the Girl Scout cookie. No, it's not. Yeah, no, it it's is. Oreos. It's the exact same thing. It's Oreos.
1: I mean, it does taste very similar. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing I will say, it does not have the dipping in chocolate feature. Oh, which I do like out of the Girl Scout cookies. Um, however, the taste is remarkably similar.
0: However, a lot of times you have to take a, a little bite out of the Girl Scout cookie so that when you dip it in milk, it soaks up instead of drips off that outer chocolate I'm gonna with hit the you Oreo. So you hard. just dip
3: directly into the milk and it soaks so, up. So hard. It will kill everyone you know.
1: Um, it's important to. Uh, you did just. Threatened his life. I did. Okay. Um, it's important. You're it's
0: telling it, me couldn't kill Girl Scouts. I, didn't <laughs> uh, I mm.
3: hate these. That's why I've only had three. <laughs> right. So far.
1: I really like these. I do. They're, They're do pretty do. good. They're too much. I, I like Thin Mints. They're like, pretty good. Thin Mints in my brain are like a sixteen, seventeen type of cookie. We got to um, rate
3: them really quick because we're about out of time. Yeah. I'll
1: give it a fifteen. I really mm. like these a lot. I, the only reason I, I wouldn't give, I would even go sixteen or seventeen if they were dipped in chocolate.
3: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm hmm What do you got? Uh, 14. 14. Jeffy. Right in there. Uh
1: How much time do we have here? 20 seconds. Um, so Christian movies generally suck, I would say is a fair thing to say. Um, they have great messages, but a lot of times they're just not good movies. Uh, Glenn and the crew kind of talked about that and how to kind of turn that around um mm. Think Tank last night. Watch. Billy.
5: Uh So speaking of religion, there's an interesting article out over the weekend called The Case Against Christian Movies, um, <laughs> written by a Christian. And it argues basically that Christian movies can't be both um, profitable and critically acclaimed, um, the exception being The Passion of the Christ. And so his argument is just stop with movies. They're not even that relevant anymore. Um, We have blockbusters. Well, he says, okay, he says blockbusters like um, the Marvel, Marvel. DC, that's what's driving movies anymore. People are rarely talking about anything else. So he says um, we need to focus on the small screen to build an influence among Christian entertainment. And it's cheaper. It's easier to do. It lasts longer. You have, like ton of resources you have Hulu you have Netflix you have all these digital channels popping up Um, so instead of trying to get a seat at the table where only 13 people in Hollywood are deciding what makes it to the big theaters leave that leave the focus on that stop wasting money on that and move to an area where you can actually have some sort of influence among viewers.
4: I think that's probably accurate but I mean who's anybody to say we should stop this if you want to go make a blockbuster? Go make a blockbuster. I mean, <laughs>
5: yeah. And I don't. I think this group think that, that we're Christians, all
4: in right now drives don't me
5: nuts. I think Christians are making blockbusters. I think they're making smaller budget films that Christians go and see, but. And usually they
2: suck. They just yeah. do My argument well. would be is that why. Christian
5: movies don't have <clears> to be, <throat> shouldn't have to be. Family friendly. That's why the Passion of the Christ did as well as it did because wait, it was a Christian movie, but wait. it's not family friendly. But it
4: wasn't. It wasn't just that. It's. I agree with you. The Hobbit isn't necessarily. That's a huge Christian mo- movie. Right. The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe was a big Christian movie. Um, it, it's that they they're not preachy. They're not coming at you and going. That's, and
2: that's true too. I, it drives
4: me nuts when I watch. I've walked out of many Christian films because I'll go with somebody who isn't necessarily of my faith or anything else, and they'll start with, oh... Judy's going to have an abortion. And you'll see Judy, and Judy is all of a sudden, you know, (laughs) some monster, and you're like, okay, I don't think that's really the way people are. That's
5: what he argues, that since these lower-budget movies are being supported by the evangelical population, then therefore those movie creators feel the need to make them preachy because they're they're building it towards the audience that are going to see it.
4: I think they're... I think... Me, personally, I don't think they help the Christian movie. They might... Make people feel good that go to them, but you're not getting anybody new because I was an everybody atheist. You're
5: not who's compelling. I was an atheist until I was 30, and I loved, there's a scripture verse where the Apostle Paul says, "Be prepared to give an, a, a, you know, answer to the hope that lies within you with gentleness and respect." And so when people would preach at me or a movie would preach at me, I felt disrespected. So I think there's a way to be, um, to share your point of view very respectfully, and I think sometimes. Movies that have allegory and things like that can really Christians be intriguing. Christians don't know how
1: to sell themselves anymore. I, I don't get it. Like, now, like, young people especially, they want to see people that are doers. They see, and talk, we talk about hero movies. I mean, th- yes. this, this ticked me off to no end. There was a story about a, a family that lives in Mosul, that, an American family, lived in <gasps> Mosul. He was a former ranger, and CNN did a story on him, watched him, posted a story on him. The reason they did it was because of their faith. I mean, these people are heroes, and they're doing it because of their faith, and they're mm-hmm. saving uh, victims inside Mosul. But CNN and Washington Post completely wrote that
4: out. That, uh, Christians are some of the biggest actual real-life action stars. Have we done hey. a story on that? I don't think so. Why haven't we done a story on that? How long <laughs> did have we on that story? That?
1: <laughs> but that's amazing, and th- this is happening everywhere. And that's a story that anyone would love. But we don't know how to sell it. Christians don't know how to sell what it. What about the Angelina Jolie...
4: Joe, okay.
5: What about what about that movie that she did, Unbroken, or something like that? Do y'all know what oh, it is? Unbroken,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it Unbroken? I mean, that, yeah. was a, that was
5: a Christian movie and that was yeah. a blockbuster, and, um, but it wasn't uh, preachy.
4: Yeah, Hacksaw Ridge or whatever that was. Yeah. Uh Les Mis. No, Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah, I mean th- those are those are great movies. Yeah. Uh, but again, Mel Brooks is not, or not Mel Brooks. Mel Gibson. Uh, Gibson, Gibson. Yeah.
2: Gibson.
4: Gibson. Yes. Um, Mel Gibson. You look at the Passion of the Christ. I personally. Thought it should have continued to see the hopeful side of it. Right. But, um, but it was blood guts. It was, a, it was a brave heart of a movie. Same thing with Hacksaw Ridge. And Hacksaw Ridge never preached to you, never. Mm-hmm. It just it told story. the story and didn't make anybody who didn't believe. What I really like or don't like is when movies make somebody that doesn't believe into some horrible monster, into yeah. some, you know, it's like every Hallmark movie for Christmas. I get it, the evil businessman. I get it. I can't take it anymore, but that's Hallmark, and it doesn't it doesn't bother me. Um, let's go to um, uh, let's go to Kurt. Tell me about the the um, religious nonsense that happened. I think this was what Friday Thursday in uh, uh, in Great Britain.
2: Yes. Yeah, so, well, this is this is more of a reaction to the, the uh, I don't know if you call it a revelation, but that there's 23,000 jihadis in Britain. 23,000 in Britain, right? These are, these are people that are um, compelled, motivated to do something jihad-related, and they live in Britain. Very big deal, right? So, so this writer, Sarah Khan, she's, she's writing in a she wrote an opinion piece talking about what they should do. And again, from a libertarian standpoint, I don't love her solutions because she's talking about let's spend money and make programs. But she, what she wants to do is let's talk to the people here and like, like the, the movies you're talking about, let's, let's reach out to these, these younger people and give them an example of non-extremist ways to be a Muslim and show that you, being a Muslim is not about violence. And, and I like what she's saying. I like it. She's similar type stuff that I think we, we could all appreciate. While I appreciate her article, what I don't like is that it, I talked earlier about first causes. Um, it's not looking at the, what's, that's a, that's a problem. That's an issue. But it's what's causing it. What's causing it is what's creating all the recruitment in the Middle East in the first place. Well, how do we know what that is? Oh, I don't know. Watch, watch one of the uh, videos from bin Laden. He says you're in our country <clears throat> we talked about 1917 in the sykes-pico agreement self-determination hasn't happened there well well
4: not but self since de- self-determination um i don't necessarily think is going to happen there i mean we could vacate and i can guarantee you they will come up with another reason besides us this is this is a a warring cult culture and uh, I don't want to be in the middle of it. And I think we have caused problems and we've injected ourselves into the middle of things. And we got to stop all that because it doesn't work. But I don't think that solves I, – I don't think, okay, we're going to leave. I, I'm, I'm advocating we do. But I'm also saying if you think that that's going to solve this, it's not. They're going to pick something else.
2: But the this that I'm referring to <clears throat> is terrorist attacks in, at, at- – music venues and at Notre Dame. No, no that, right? that's
4: gonna happen anyway. The, I mean, you
2: you think you think if, if we're not there that, that we won't be the direction of their, their ire? Okay. The
4: Twelvers. Sure. The Twelvers believe that chaos must reign. They believe the, the problem with the caliphate, the reason why I've warned so much about the caliphate is because the Turkey may have a different view of the caliphate, but not ISIS and not Iran, and not the Muslim Brotherhood they understand that the caliphate must spread over the entire planet only when there is, quote, the world drenched in blood will the promised one return. So for people who don't like Christianity, Christians are always saying, I hope that's not, I hope he's not coming soon because we know how bad it is. These guys and ISIS, they're trying to bring that time on that's, that's, that's where it gets Pollyanna-ish. Mm-hmm. The average person, I think so. The average person who doesn't buy into that kind of crap, yes, that just wants to live their life and leave me alone, It'd make a difference on them, not on the leaders of these groups.